welcome. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Amateur Hour, episode nine. Oh my God. Naughty nine. The naughty. (laughs) We're absolutely (laughs) cruising through these things, and it's a lot of fun. Just a quick plug for our social medias. Uh, we have a Twitter, Amateur Hour, at Amateur Hour Podcast. We have a TikTok, which is Amateur Hour Podcast. And we also have a business email. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, which is Amateur Hour Podcast, gg at gmail.com. So if you guys have anything, please feel free to reach out. We respond to every message. We love interacting with people on our socials. So come join the community, come join the party. And it is a good time. All right. Shreyas. Yeah. Good vibes? The Weekly Highs. Good vibes. Let's start with some, right? All right. So for my personal high, I wanted to start on a personal note. Um, went shopping, uh, what was it, this past week. And uh, I just got this, like, nice, Sherpa-lined, like, zip-up sweatshirt. It's kind of like generic brand. It's special, but like Sherpa line, anything like I feel it's kind of underrated, especially in cold weather. You think? Like, yeah. Like I feel like a lot of people like like Sherpa, whatever, like vests and stuff, and it's like on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I like something where it's just like I can feel warm on the inside, but it like it's like feels neutral on the outside. It's not like very weird texture or some of that. And so I was like, I was like, dang, like I hadn't got one in a while. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Like I should. I should wear more of these. And so I was like, yeah, this is a good one. For my sports high, I know we uh, kind of rag on, we've ragged on them in the past, but I wanted to shout out Kimba Walker. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Max. I had to. I, give, I mean, if we're going to give him a lot of flack, we got to, we also got to, you know, talk about when he's yes. doing some well. Yes. And, yes. Uh, oh. and as much as, as much as we, uh, you know, rib him from time to time because he hasn't been, and rightfully so, he has not been playing well. He's been like, playing god awful, but yes. Yeah. He, he, he's, Breaking more than you know, he's playing minutes, and it's it's bad. Actually, construction companies should look at his resume. <laughs> <laughs> when he leaves the league, he's gonna work, dude. At least work for Home Depot because he's building houses out there in the corner. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't want to talk about his good performance on Friday versus Indiana, where he basically took the team on his back because Tatum took his spot for worst performance of the year. Oh my God. And he and, and Kemba Walker went uh, 10 for 19. So that's 53% from the field. Four for 10 from three. So mm. it's just very good. He went a eight lot for eight better from the than line. he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Eight for eight from the line. So, you know, he's hitting his free throw. So at least he's doing something there. And yep. he went, he had 32, six and three. And he only committed one turnover. Wow. So, that's actually, that's a stat. That's, that's a huge stat too, right? Because when yeah. you see, especially point guards and stars, when they have a great game, it sometimes can be muddled by a turnover stat where mm-hmm. uh, take Russell Westbrook. He'll put mm-hmm. up a triple-double. Then you look at his stats. He's got six, seven turnovers. You're like, wow. It's, it's kind of right. gross, yeah. Because, like, how – like, you may be helping the team with how many stats you're putting up, but you're also – it's kind of like the bad side is you've also given up 
six or seven possessions that mm-hmm. probably led to points. Like you never know, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I thought that was really good. The one turnover committed. This is his first thirty point game since January of last year, which I know there was a massive break in the middle, right? But he didn't score from January to March. He didn't score thirty. Or the end of January to March, he didn't score thirty. And then he didn't score thirty in the bubble um as well. But I didn't check the playoff stats, but he, for the regular season, this was that was that. So it's glad to see him get back on the board with a good scoring game. He just felt more aggressive. When, and they got down early in that game. They were like 12 the, to 2, 18 to 4. And that he was, was the a only tough, one. It was a tough start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was the only one actually, you know, getting a shot to follow, being aggressive. And not, you know how, like, when you say a player is like not playing passively, but they can still pass and make. Yeah. like play make yeah so it's like he, he feel like he was you know had a sense of urgency in that game and mm-hmm. uh, i want to see more from him and i i i tweeted this on the on the amateur Hour podcast twitter um that like uh, whatever he did like whatever routine he had before that game let's keep it going like i don't yeah i don't want anything yeah. to change like keep that going yeah yeah that's that no that's actually really true i know i was really pretty disappointed with tatum and brown right off the jump our bench mm-hmm. though that was a game too where like Props to Kemba and props for the bench for actually like taking some energy and taking some initiative. Absolutely. I don't know if it's because they've heard the press. I don't know if it's because they've heard Brad or Danny, but nobody's job is safe, really. Yeah. And, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable and start getting wins. So, yeah, good, honestly, great high because it was good to see them like turn a new leaf, at least for a game. Yeah. And I want to shout out Rob Williams too before before, I pass it over to you, dude. He's a. Yes. I don't know what's happening to him. I think he just needs more <laughs> minutes cuz but he's turned into like like incredible hulk out there. He's just he's going out blocking yeah. 34 shots a game in 20 minutes. And, you know, he's just steals. playing really well. The steals too. Yeah, the defensive stats. He's just really making an impact on that side of the floor. Yeah, Robert Williams is having a transformation, a metamorphosis if you will, <laughs> right in front of our eyes. But actually Shreyas, I was on the Celtics subreddit just hmm. the other day. And I agree with you. He absolutely should get more minutes. But I learned that he has an artery condition where if he, like, if something goes wrong and he's pushed too hard for too long, he could get really, really sick for a long time. And I'm not sure if it's life-threatening. And oh. I, I, I forget the name of it. But there's a reason why he isn't getting more minutes right now. Why haven't I heard about that? Because it felt like whenever Brad was talking about the minutes play on him was because of the hip issue. I had never heard that yeah. he had some sort I- of arterial condition yeah i i looked at it it was like an actual article i again forget the source too i i gotta do more fact checking but yeah, yeah, yeah if that if that is true which i i believe it very well maybe that like at least we're keeping him healthy and when mm-hmm. he is on the court he's balling out yeah well yeah, in that case i want him to play the crunch time minutes for the minutes he does play like i don't want Really don't want Tyson Thompson out there if he's going to play the way oh he's playing right now. God, dude, Tristan. Yeah. Why do we? Why do we still run a double big with those two? Like it worked <laughs> at the end of one blowout game, and that was it. It's like every time they have like someone above six eight, we have to run both of those players out. It's just like, it's, dude, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yes, no, I agree with you. Shout. Yeah. Good job, Kemba. Please yeah. keep this up because this is what we're paying you for. I still mm-hmm. think. Like if he relapses, I, I don't know. Maybe he's out of his funk. You're right. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. As much as I was hating on him earlier, we're going to normalize change. And I'm not saying that he's great right now, 
but this is kind of what we should be expecting. So yes, I, I agree with that. That's yeah. That that is that. That is that right there. Okay. All right. Let's talk about some lows. Uh-huh. All right. The Bruins, the Boston Bruins, just lost except for today. But the previous two games, they just lost seven to two against the Islanders, and they lost six to two against the New York Rangers. However, they came back today and they beat the Rangers four one. So pretty good stuff. But the Boston Bruins in their past six games are two and four. So their defense is not it. And uh, there's times where they look like they're struggling out there. But uh, maybe they yeah, can make it around. We got four to one winners, actually. Four to one. Four to one. So I watched the game today and they, they played really well today. Um, it felt like they had something to prove and they should have because they got mm-hmm. destroyed. <laughs> like if you don't, <laughs> if you come back. After, yeah, if you come back. And your third, your uh, goals against is thirteen. You've only scored four in those games too. Like you gotta come back with some sense of urgency. Otherwise, this mm-hmm. is gonna be a long week of uh, media and talk radio and all that stuff. And they played <laughs> well today. Their defense has been shot in the leg with like injuries. Like Lozon's out, and I think Zaboral's out. Like they they got they got a bunch of people out. Kevin Miller's out. Like so they got a, a bunch of young guys that have really been playing well and. They're just out for a bunch of weeks. So uh, it's good to see him get a win today. But yeah, that was kind of ugly for a stretch there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I see desperation in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Please get a win. Yeah. Boston really went from title town to loserville. No, very fast. Yeah. Very fast. <laughs> but actually, like, we, yeah, we, we've had a tough time over the past couple of years. Yeah. Once Tom Brady left, it all it all went downhill. Oh man, I hope it's not. Once a we curse, started we gotta, letting, yeah. once we let Mookie Betts go, that's why I was like, all right. <laughs> Literally, MVP gets you a chip, and you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm laughing on the outside, but crying on the inside. It's that meme of the mask where it's smiling, and the guy's just tears behind it. <laughs> yeah, behind it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lows. So my personal low is in regards to the the other like my personal YouTube content that I make. Oh yeah, I put a crap load of time into that review video. Yeah, for, that was like fifteen minutes long. Yeah, for the COD Zombies map, I had a lot of fun editing it, and I put a lot yeah. of time into it. Yeah. But it was my worst performing video, and I get it because it's long, and people want bite sized entertainment now, and that's not what my channel has done previously. So I was trying something new. Right. It, it's a little discouraging. I'm not going to lie. Actually, it was very discouraging. And there was, there's even new stuff now within Call of Duty that I can review again. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm like, ah, do I want to do it? I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like you kind of like take the hit, but it's part of the process of growth and you got to keep on chugging. Right. So. Well, I was going to say, like, you're, you're proud of what you did, right? It's like, yes. you think that the material was bad. And I thought, I thought it was great. I watched it too. And I watched the full thing. Um, you watch yeah, all was, 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, I watched all of it. Trooper, thanks. Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a gamer, so I don't understand much of it. I was just like waiting yeah. for the sounds and the edits that you do, and I love those edits. Um, oh, they- <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought they were great. I think it's something that's like, yeah, you just keep doing if it's like a passion for you to do, like just kind of do the little reviews and stuff when you like, when you want to, when something mm-hmm. is reviewable. Like mm-hmm. I would keep going because once you start to get some traction on the on the bite size stuff, like people end up just clocking back to everything else you did and watch those reviews again. So I feel like they still have a shot to to gain some traction later on too. Hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. 
You're right. And, and uh, honestly, it's a little bit of the, that like false manufactured ego, mm. which, which isn't fair and that doesn't help anything. So, so yeah, no, you're right. And it's all Actually, about, you got to keep up, keep on plugging on, stay consistent. And when you like it, it's yeah, it's not even like work. It's just fine. Really, yeah. All right. Hell yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to introduce a new little section today that is called the amateur hour gauntlet. Now you've seen probably very similar formats of this, such as start bench cut. You can only keep one or other things like that. But mm-hmm. basically, we're going to be taking uh, four four players. And the way that we're going to do it uh, this week is for basketball and specifically basketball shooting guards. And what's going to happen is I know the players and I have my own opinions, but Shreyas knows nothing about it. So I'm no going idea. to show, show these four players to him and he has to get rid of one so to cut them. They're never going to play basketball again. He has to start one to pick whoever he thinks is the best for whatever his reasons may be. Mm-hmm. And then the other two are his just sort of like bench alternative options. So okay, one yeah. person will be getting eliminated and one person will be getting the golden egg. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. The golden ticket, the Willy Wonka golden ticket. It's a golden goose egg. <laughs> All right. So this week is the shooting guard edition of the gauntlet. This week's members are Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, and Bradleyus Beal. Trias, wow. having heard those names, yeah, what are you doing with that? Okay, well, that's tough. They're all really, really good. And they're all <laughs> playing exceptionally well this year. So, But I'm trying to think about past performance, how, they, yeah. how they've played um, on the Throat bigger stages. History. Yeah. yeah, playoff whiffs. Yeah, uh, um, or just like, have how have you made your team better throughout the career? Have you, you know, grow, had grown and developed in that standpoint of making your team better? So, in this case, I'd probably go start Harden. Okay. Is Harden getting your golden egg? Yeah, Harden's going to get my golden egg. And it's not just that he's obviously been to the biggest stage out of the three. You know, Brown has been there too. But I think yeah. we found that when Harden likes where he's at especially this year when Harden likes where he's at and uh, he's willing to play with the team rather than him versus the other four that he's playing with oh my god and <laughs> and that's like that's like a massive ego thing so that's something that like you gotta understand like over a season <laughs> Harden might end up doing that if he hates where he's playing or if he hates <laughs> who he's playing with I um, hate KD. I want out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I don't like Dwight Howard. I want him out, right? So it's just like it, it, he's had that in him. But yeah, the roster control. I think this year has kind of opened my eyes to how a dynamic with where Harden is the ball handler and people around him are okay with it. And there's no, you know, Question. quote unquote power struggle yet. We don't yes. know. He's playing phenomenal right now. So I think that kind of changed my perception a little bit more than past years when he was in Houston. He was definitely quieter in OKC, but he you can tell that he plays well when there's not, I guess, he's not seen as like this anti-hero, I guess. So, um, right. So you either die a hero or live long enough, <laughs> long to, enough see to see yourself become the villain. villain. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to say. He's got that tattooed on his ass. <laughs> it's a tramp stamp. <laughs> the long ass tramp stamp. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna start him. Hold still, James. I need to read this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like go- it just like goes up and down his back. It's like a scroll. Oh, 
It's his 11th commandment. <laughs> and it's, it's like that, and when in doubt, literally step back and shoot it. Step back and shoot it. When in doubt. Yeah, no, no, but you're not step wrong. He's, he's phenomenal. Okay, but okay. okay. Yeah. All right, all right. So Harden's got your golden egg. Yeah. Who are you get like, who's on your mm. bench and who are you, who are you killing? Who's going to a life of retail minimum wage work? <laughs> Dude, this is tough because I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. And obviously, there's a guy on the list that you gave me that is a part of, is probably my player, favorite player on the team. I have his jersey, and um, and it's Zach Levine. <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's a, he's a hometown he's a hometown uh, player for us, and that's Jalen Brown. But the way that Zach Levine is playing, regardless of the record of the Bulls, mm. he's basically keeping them afloat right now. Because I look at the talent on that team, and Kobe White is very inconsistent. He's playing; he's he can get hot, but he's very inconsistent. Yeah. And Markinen is out, right? And they're like in the mix to get into the play-in right now, along with the Celtics. Like they're right there, and they could be a playoff team at the end of the day. Who knows? And Zach Levine yeah. is going to be the only one that's basically got them there the whole year as long as he stays out there which is insane that's like that's like some like i need help <laughs> that's some like oh nine Dwayne wade shit where it's just like uh, uh like i have to deal with freaking joel anthony and uh carlos arroyo <laughs> and whoever like, you know what i mean like all these guys and i'm gonna have Nobody. to drop 30 every day and get this team right. into the playoffs so but so i it's tough so i'm gonna obviously i'm gonna bench beal i think beal so has shown uh, what so it's between jalen brown and zach levine yeah yeah but okay, well, just the devil's advocate here. We're throwing in that Beal has really not done anything in the playoffs, and he has team struggles in the regular season. And Zach Levine is kind of in the same boat, but his team is doing better. So I mean, if you think about it, Beal had some good playoff performances when him. It was him and Wall. And they were healthy oh, together. Yeah. Well, that was um, in like 2016. They were disgusting. Yeah. 2016, 2017. Like they made yeah. a couple of uh, playoffs and they brought us yeah. to seven. They brought, yes. they brought the was IT team to seven. Was that 16 or 17? I think that was uh, 17. Remember Kelly Olenek had the blow up game where. Oh my he, God. He, dude, he, he has those. He has those. This dude, this dude has his chin strap and his ponytail. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Today I'm going to drop 38. <laughs> And you're like, what? You could do that. <laughs> and then the next game, he'll go like one, one for, for nine four. from three. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, like, he'll just like disappear, and it, Kelly Olynyk will be a non-factor. And then he'll like turn up. Yeah, there was one playoff game last year with the Heat against Boston. Kelly Olynyk went stupid. I was like, oh okay. yeah, he did. He did. It was like it felt like a revenge game. He felt like he took everything <laughs> out on us. Yeah. <laughs> you guys never should have gotten rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Shay, what are you doing? Who, are you, who? Oh my god! Because we got to get onto the meat and potatoes, dude. This is just the appetizer. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jalen Brown, and it's for this reason. And it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Jalen Brown, and it's not because of the Boston connection. It's not because I hate Levine or anything. I think if you're talking about somebody that is able to to affect both sides of the court. And it's a two-way player. I think Jalen Brown, when like he feels like he want, he has more of a sense of urgency on the defensive end uh, than Levine does. And Levine is a gifted offensive player, and he's grown into being a gifted offensive player. He can get a shot when he wants to. Mm -hmm. um, 
But Jalen Brown, even though he's playing great, he can have some bad games on the offensive end, but he's never going to have a horrible game on the defensive end. And I think I can count on him to be both whenever he's shooting bad or good. And right, I think that's yeah. someone that's more stable on my bench than Zach Levine right now. So Zach Levine is cut. He is going to work. At it's home a tough home. decision. I love you, Zach. And I, I really do. I think you're an amazing player, but okay. um, I had to pick so him off. This week's gauntlet. The results are in people. This week's gauntlet shooting guard edition. James Harden gets the Oscar, the basketball golden egg. JB and Radley Beal are on the bench. And Zach Levine is working at Home Depot. Oh, no. <laughs> no That's what you've done, like, This is what you've chosen. No, can he like be like the understudy? Like when someone gets hurt, like he's, put me no. in, coach. Like, can he be no. into that? No, no. He's, no, he's going back to playing high school basketball. Oh my god! Oh, well, at least he'll drop. Thing. At least he'll drop like fifty somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but he drops fifty in the NBA. It's actually crazy. Yeah. All right, so let's get on. Let's get on right into the meat and potatoes. Oh, this is gonna be my favorite part. This is cool. So credit right now to the Shrey dog. Shreyas <laughs> came up with this brilliant idea over this past week, and he said, "Hey, since all the starters and reserves for the NBA All Star Game were announced, why don't we just do our own draft? We'll each be a team captain." See who you want on the team, and then that's that. And you know what? I love it. That's mm -hmm. a great. It's a great idea. All right, so we're gonna plow right through it. We'll draft our players, and we're gonna see at the end which team is better. And we're gonna leave this open for discussion. So if you guys again want to interact with us on social media and want to comment on which team you think is better, please feel free. Now, before we started recording, we did a quick coin flip, and mm -hmm. I have won. <laughs> So I will be going first. So yeah. well, let me let me just talk about the the little instructions here. And if people haven't watched the All Star Draft before, whether it be on TNT or it's had been happening for the past like three or four years, the pool of starters have to go first. So your first five picks have to be a starter, and then after that, you can start picking whoever was on the reserves. That's how you make your team. And for this case, we know that KD and Anthony Davis are out, so they cannot be All Star starters. However, I did still want to pick them, so I'm going to put an extra reserve spot, and instead of a team of 12, we're going to have a team of 13, and we are able to pick Katie or Anthony Davis in this draft. Theoretically so, as reserves, okay. Theoretically as reserves, yes. All right, dude, this is heating up. Okay, so I'm going to go first. So our goal is to, like, craft what we think is the best team, right? Yeah, so it's, it's like as if we're playing fantasy right now, so what you think would fit the best of the team, yeah. Okay, all right, so my number one pick... If we're going to win games, my number one pick is LeBron Joms. Oh, okay. So you got LeBron, right? So I'm going to go. So you got a you got a nice ball handler and, you know, really great passer. A winner. A winner, right? <laughs> so I'm going to have to go winner for winner, right? And I got to pick Curry right here. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I see. Okay. I see you with Curry. I mean, that's, yeah, dude, he's a hooper. Okay. For my number two pick, I'm going to go with JoJo. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Jo Jojo Jojo has been tearing it up, and I was thinking about him or Jokic. Yeah, I love Jokic, but Jojo is going to be my my starting center. Mm, okay. Can I wait? Can I have two centers? So I I think I think as long as they're on the board. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You can pick them. Okay. But you got to think about the team construction too. So. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking about it. All right. Well, I pick, yeah. I pick Jojo. <laughs> I pick Jojo for my yeah. Joel Embiid is my is my second pick. Is your second pick? Okay. I think. See, this is tough. So I'm between two right now. But I'm going to go with Giannis here. And this is why I think, first, I don't want Giannis to dunk over Steph Curry in that one All-Star game that he did. Remember? 
Yeah. Who he jumped over him when Steph Curry is on lying on the ground. So yeah. as their teammates, he can't do that. But I think I think Giannis, when he's not the primary ball handler, can play really well. And I would ask him to play like the four, five, and and really you know make a presence down in the post. And I think him and Joel Embiid would be a nice matchup right there. And I think you could, I think they could go together. So okay. I'm a big Giannis. Okay, so for my number three pick, I'm gonna go with Luca because I'm putting him at my theoretical two. Mm-hmm. Luca Magic is has been on an absolute tear, and I I love him as a player, and he kind of does more or less what Jokic does. Mm-hmm. You know that that just skilled passing, and I feel like him and LeBron together, they could do anything. Filthy. And then when they have Joel in the post, like I, that that three man game right there is crazy filthy, to me filthy so that, that is my pick. number three is luca and i think it's easy for me you got the you got the skill passer from the guard i need a skill passer too and i'm gonna go joker right here i think i need a guy that can <laughs> do everything on the court yep and that's nicole Jokic from the center position yep so for my number four pick so i'm i'm really absolutely torn what i need right now is scoring i need designated scoring mm-hmm. and i want to keep size on my side uh no, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kawhi. Oh okay. Oh oh, that's 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 interesting. I like I like that. I didn't think you were gonna go there, but I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kawhi. The I I need I need scoring, but I want to keep the size. Yeah, and he got he, he's got both. So I'm between two here. I'm gonna go uh, Irving here. Interesting. A guy that's a guy that's been there, right? Been there, done done that, and shown that he can play the two. Like he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler right now. And I think this year is really proving that. So, and considering he can score the heck out of the ball. And I've, I would love to watch Kyrie play at his best when he loves where he plays. Yes. <laughs> so Kyrie yeah. Irving for me. <laughs> <laughs> so for my pick, I, I like your Kyrie pick for my pick. Number five, I'm going to keep, I'm going to do Bradley Beal. Cause that's who I was torn with, with Kawhi. And I like, <laughs> I like that scoring. I mean that. Yeah. Sure you don't want Tatum dude. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, Trace, as much as I'd love terrible shot selection, I think I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> His shot selection has been garbage, dude. Garbage. Yeah. It's like, why? You have so much time left on the clock. Why are you dribbling into a contested mid-range or three? Why? Yeah. I will, I will give Tatum this, okay? And it's been a career year for him. The shot selection has not been great, but he's shooting mm-hmm. 37% from three. And you can tell that he wants to make the right play. He just doesn't know. He's just not there yet with the, like, I guess the court maturity in a sense where he's like, okay, Okay. I know I have to make this type of play at this time and not get my shot or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but he's a great player. He's He's only, he's only 30. An all-star this year. So it's not taking away. No, it's the fourth year, right? Fourth year. Yep. Yeah, I, I just would have had. I just would have wanted Beal if he if I had the chance. Sorry, so I I got Beal and straight you got Tatum. We got the we got the St. Louis boys, right? Yeah. All right, now we are on to oh, the, the reserves reserve. for my sixth pick. My sixth pick. I know that you. Oh, dude, actually, I want. Mm, oh man, it's tough. It's tough. a larger pool now. Yeah, it's a much one. larger pool, and you're like you're like who do I want? Yeah. You know, I just did. I just took two scores. I'm gonna take James Harden. For his assisting ability. No. Is that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I wanted the Kyrie Harden thing. You know, it's working so well in Brooklyn right now. I wanted that on my team right now. <laughs> Who are you picking? Ah, oh, uh, you made that tougher. All right. 
Okay, well, I mean, you got a guy that can get a shot when he wants. I'm gonna have you know, you know, get your watches out, right? Get the clocks out because I'm going mm. Dame time right here. Oh, I forgot that Dame was. Yeah. Yep. And you know, you know, get ready to tap those watches because it's it's Dame time. <laughs> <laughs> For my seventh pick, I'm gonna go back to. I want some size. Uh, when Joel Embiid comes out, I want Julius Randle. Wow. Okay. Good pick. Obvious. Huh? It's not. Yeah, no, that's not obvious. I, that's actually. That's actually. I think I might have taken him too high, but I just want to get my centers and size squared away. Right. No, I was going to say it's an obvious pick. I think. I think that you might. You might shock some ears out there for picking him this high. I'm just saying he's an obvious All Star this year. I think he's played phenomenal basketball. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For me, I think there's no question that I want easy money sniper right here. The burner account. He's on the board. You know, he may not be playing, but we put him in the pool for a reason. Theoretically. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I okay. want KD Trey five. Okay. See, yeah, I was, I was just thinking that they were injured. I didn't really consider them as the actual players. So actually great pick. That's actually a great pick. Yeah. Okay. So since you just mentioned an injured player, for my eighth pick, I'm going to go with AD because I want to keep yeah. the LeBron AD connection alive. When he's nice. healthy, I know he's in – I can't even call it a slump because he's still putting up 23 <laughs> points per game. It's like – and he's grabbing – and it's eight boards, I think. Yeah, and he's a depoy candidate always every year. Always every year. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. I, I yeah. honestly should have picked it. I should have swapped ideally this and Julius Randle. I would have picked AD first. Yeah. But um, – yeah, that that okay. That's my eighth. But I'm liking your depth at like that forward centerish position right now with Joel Randall and AD. Because they're so versatile. Yeah. That they're not just a center. Because I've seen them not like they're not really proficient at guarding really quick guards like somebody like Brad Beal or Harden. But mm-hmm. I've seen them do it. So if you need to make those defensive adjustments and those rotations, these are guys who can do that and also on the offensive end space out the floor. Yeah, Joel hit the hit the three. Anthony Davis shoots consistently. Julius Randle's got range. I agree. So. I agree. Great picks. So great picks. Right. All right. So you got AD, and now this is where it's getting a little bit dicey for me because they're all great players, but I'm trying to think about team construction, kind of my you know inner GM, right? And I'm and I'm thinking I need someone that can play like a almost like a forward. Like shooting guard forward ish. I want Zach Levine right here. He doesn't have to be on the ball, but he can get his own shot when he needs to. And he's mm-hmm. a taller guy. And so if mm-hmm. I could swap like him and Tatum, when Tatum comes out, Zach Levine comes in, that'd be real nice. So I'm going mm-hmm. Zach Levine here. Okay. You took mine. That was my next one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with, I need to go back to the guard spot. And so for number nine, I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell. Oh. Yeah. Uh, dude. I wanted him, dude. <laughs> Ah, uh, dude, he's been playing so well, so, dude. Yeah, but he's and he's improved every single year. Yeah. I maybe it's because of our location, but here on the East Coast, you don't hear a lot about the Jazz until they make a historic run, and yeah. you don't hear a lot about Donovan Mitchell, even though he has improved every single year in almost every single category and respect. That's facts. Phenomenal player. I think he. I think it really took that playoff series where him and Murray just went bonkers 50, for 50. people to be like, "Whoa, yeah." For him to be like, oh, whoa, like this guy, you know, can play with the best of them. I think, I think, you know, the hoop heads really knew beforehand that he was, you know, playing out of his mind. Yes. Yeah. I think he's more of a household name than he was because of that series. Look, mom, I'm an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> Two times too. I think he made it last year too, right? This is the second. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Your so pick? you got Mitchell. Ooh, it's okay. So you got Mitchell. I want a guy that, I want a guy that does everything. And I'm telling you, this guy does everything. He 
is a skill passer. He rebounds at a high clip and he can get a shot. He's like, he plays bully ball and he doesn't look the part of playing bully ball, but he does. And it's DeMontis Sabonis. And I freaking love this guy. And I think he's super underrated. And he's mm-hmm. playing on a four. I think he's, I think the Pacers went down a set. I think they're on the, tied for four at their fifth seed now. But he's playing phenomenal ball. He's basically keeping the Pacers in it when TJ mm-hmm. Warren is out. Sabonis for me right here. So I like your I like I like that pick in DeMontis Sabonis. He's really you're you're not wrong. He's keeping the Pacers alive and he's playing really, really well. For my next pick, I'm gonna stick with that guard forward combo. Yeah. Keep my a little bit like not not my favorite defensive player, but clutch and kind of a stud and should have actually been named an all-star off the bat, Devin Booker. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's like he's that. my number 10 pick. Man, you're scoring right now. <sighs> Ridiculous. But that's what listen, an all-star game is a lot more about scoring than it is about defense. That is true. Man, and he's playing well. Like these the guys are also factor. multifaceted. The, the clutch factor. He can get a shot. Oh, he can God. get any he can get yeah, he can get a shot. Yeah. And he's also he's also stepped up in sort of that like leadership position. Like people are you know, with the with the help of Chris Paul, but like people are looking to Devin Booker now. And I think he's I he's in those shoes and he's hitting his stride. Is he perfect? Yeah. No. But he's doing a good job. And yeah, I, like I think he's that. doing a great job. I think like him and Paul feed off each other really well. It's just a great mm-hmm. match right now. Yeah. So great basketball to watch in down in Arizona. So you went and got Booker. So I'm looking at I'm looking at everyone else on the floor or everyone else in the pool. I feel like I need another surefire get his own shot defender, like and as much as you know he got placed in this pigeonhole of oh my god last year he what happened how did he end the way he did he's been playing phenomenal he's he's playing like his hair is on fire right now and so i want i want pg 13 right here i want paul george (laughs) i think he's playing i think he's playing great 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 basketball right now when he's on the floor not out with some toe injury i don't know when he's not toxic he's doing (laughs) a great job He's doing, he's doing, he's doing phenomenal right now. So, um, and he's a great defender, able defender, plays passing lanes really well. So, PG thirteen. So for pick eleven, this might be hot, but I'm looking at the rest of my team, mm-hmm. and everybody's a pretty gifted shooter, passer, and scorer. Mm-hmm. And in order to accentuate this and keep the 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 veteran leadership, oh no, don't do it. I'm going to do Chris Paul. No, don't do it to me. <laughs> don't do it to me. Yeah, dude. I wanted a floor general. The floor general. The Curry floor general. comes out. Oh. Yep. Yep. So now, right. So now for me, when Luca and LeBron come out or, you know, even just because I'm just thinking about even Chris Paul, when he's not the primary handler and he just does a skip pass to the right section. Yes. He's, he plays unselfish basketball and he's just really smart. He's he knows really, how to make really the smart. Right play. He's Chris Paul is the ultimate floor general, and he knows how to make the right pass. Even if he's not the primary ball handler, or he's just set up in a play, those mm-hmm. skip passes that he makes are they're they're great. Like Phenomenal. they're so intelligent, and he knows how to make, like you said, the right play all, almost every single situation. So that veteran knowledge in just his basketball IQ is off the charts. So adding him to my team is in my opinion, just such a valuable asset. Yeah, and I really wanted him at that spot. Too. So if he dropped, I would have taken him and you took you got him. So, um, Who do you so have for your 11? So yeah, so this is tough because, you know, all these, all, obviously there's no bad pick in this draft, but no. it's just about team construction. 
and I'm looking at the center position, like in strictly center. And I got Jokic, and I got Sabonis, who can play center. And I got Giannis, who can play center, but I don't want him to. So when Jokic comes out, I don't want Giannis to have to move to the five. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick who I think the most underrated player in the NBA is, and that's Nick Vucevic. And yeah. Yeah. him being able to expand his game too, uh, pass the three-point line, he's shooting almost like two and a half threes a game and making them um, is insane for, th- for, a, for a center. He, so he's got a great stroke, and uh, he gets his rebounds. He's an able passer. He's got a triple-double this year. Um, so I really love how Nick Vucevic is playing and basically leading that, that Magic team. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick him right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so, he's playing phenomenally, and I think for your team, he is a great backup center option who can spread the floor, make the right pass, and just play good basketball. So absolutely, yeah. g- good pick. For my number twelve, I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons, and this is because Ooh, I know okay. he can't shoot, but his size and his defensive prowess and a good amount of offensive scoring ability is is just like that will add another layer. The size I think does it for me to yeah. have that guard forward because he realistically can guard one through four, sometimes yeah. five if he needs to. And that's one of the things too is that I have a couple defensive weaknesses on my team with primarily D book, Chris Paul, and a little bit of Brad Beal, a little bit of James James Harden's uh, solid, mm-hmm. but. In order to make up for that at, at those guard forward positions, I'm going to put Ben Simmons in if we need to. Yeah, and he, he plays the passing lanes really well, you know, league steals. leader in steals yeah. all the time. So um, yeah, that's a good pick, especially if you want that kind of specialist behavior, not asking him to be James Harden or anything. So Right, right. Yeah. Role player, but an all-star. So this is pick 12. I think it's time. You can never have many uh, enough of those combo guard forward players. Yeah. And I just want someone that's versatile and someone that's playing at their best right now. And I think that's Jalen Brown and what he can do in a limited amount of minutes. He showed it this year when he scored 33 and 19 or something. It was like the first, it's like the first time in the NBA that's happened. He went and, crazy. He went yeah, crazy. Yeah. It was insane. So he showed that he can, he can, you know, get hot in spurts. And then obviously if he were to play the full game, <laughs> he's as versatile as it gets um, on both sides of the court. Uh, and him, and I can have Paul George in a lineup with him. Oh, I love that. So uh, I got Jalen Brown here. Those are two great combo guards. Yeah. yeah. And Jalen Brown has been hooping really well. Yeah. Like he, he's been, he's been, he's been pretty hot, uh, if you will say. All right. So for my number 13, this one, the two left on the board are Zion and Gobert. And as much as I love Zion, I'm going to go with Gobert for his defense, his length, and his lob threat. How much? How much do you uh, love Zion? Max? Literally so much. I just he is he's the next LeBron. He can do everything. He can do it all. He doesn't just play bully ball, and he doesn't just dunk. He does everything. No. All right, but that, hey, you know what? No, no. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he. I don't agree with him being selected to an All Star position, especially in the West where D Book was not initially put in. Mm-hmm. If you look at the numbers, Zion is putting up solid numbers. But when you look at everybody else, with the exception of Gobert and um, Ben Simmons, everybody on this roster can shoot and do everything. Well, I have, I have, a, I have a, uh, a quick question for you. You say about D-Book that obviously he should have been an all-star, right? 
Yes. Um, but he got in yeah. as the alternate. Say D-Book got in as the normal reserve, and now you have an alternate for AD. Who are you picking in that spot if not for Zion? In the West? In the West, yeah. So I got some options because I agree with you, but uh, I wanted to see what you thought. Well, what about what about Brandon Ingram? Is he not putting up all-star numbers? Yeah, I think I think so. If I were to pick, right, and I would have said either Ingram or DeRozan. Oh, dude! Yes, I would have wanted. I would have thought yes. either of them could have made it. Yep, Demar Derozan has been he, every. I like solid since he went to San Antonio. He's been silently bodying people. That dunk he had last year on Chris Boucher. <laughs> oh my God! Kill. If you haven't yeah. seen that dunk, look up DeRozan dunks on Chris Boucher, which is B O U C H E R. It's crazy. And he's, and he's like, like, as you said, silently, he's silently keeping the Spurs in it. They're in still in playoff contention too, without Aldridge playing really well. And, you know, they had a, a bunch of guys out with like, like Derek White and all that stuff. So, like, Calvin Johnson is out. Calvin yeah. Johnson. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys out with COVID protocols right now. So, DeRozan phenomenal player he's having a really solid season mm. um i would have picked him or ingram honestly in that spot but i'm not i'm not i'm not fronting picking zion here in 13 it was a coach's decision yeah yeah coach's decision um and in terms of you know getting him in those last pick i think it's really solid value because he's become more of an able passer you can really see that in these games right now he's willing to pass in situations where he's not able to fully, I guess, in a sense, bully himself into it. And I'm not asking him to play 30 minutes like the the Pelicans do. I'm asking him to to be what he is right now and really good in spurts where he puts up just massive field goal percentages because he's right from, you know, in the paint is almost unmatched. He can get through any defense to any shot he wants in the paint. So yeah. As long as I don't, as long as he doesn't, you know, try to take a three or something, and I, I just ask him to play fifteen <laughs> minutes. And, <laughs> yeah, as long as I just ask him to play fifteen minutes in the paint, um, he's gonna go six for seven and get a bunch of boards and you know maybe block a shot or two, and that's that's all I'm asking for. So I love I love getting this uh, Zion steal right here. Okay, that's okay. Good. I'm glad that you're happy on your team. On I, I'm glad that you're happy that he's on your team. Yeah. I, again, I think that there were a couple other people that should have been named All Star over him. I agree. I agree. But the argument in case can be made for Zion. I agree with that too. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Okay, so this was actually a lot of fun. So Shreyas, thank you very much for this idea. Absolutely brilliant. Let's do a quick rundown. My yeah. team, Team Max, with me as the captain picking. I think it's honestly a phenomenal team. My oh. starters, my starters are LeBron, <laughs> Joel Embiid. Luca, Kawhi, and Brad Beal. My reserves are James Harden, Julius Randle, Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Ben Simmons, and Rudy Gobert. I mean, that is a stacked team. It's a tough team. Seen one. Everybody can pass. Almost everybody can shoot. I mean, the scoring, the basketball IQ, veteran leadership, nasty guards, wicked yeah. big men. I mean, this, this is a good team. Yeah, you really, you really played, you know, a solid GM role for this team right here. Because getting Luca and LeBron on the same team—that's uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how you can go wrong with that. So, really, right. really good there. So, right, what's your rundown? What do you run down in final thoughts? Yeah, if you're gonna talk about some winners, right? <laughs> let's talk about my team. And I got Giannis, I got Curry, I got Jokic, I got Irving, and I got Tatum as my starters. Okay. And then for my reserves. Lillard, Durant, Levine, Sabonis, PG, Nikola Vucevic, Jalen Brown, and Zion. Mm. 
And I think what I was looking for, you know, and for my front office executive, you know, my set point of view, I wanted everyone to do more than one thing well. I wanted the versatile guy that can pass, can, you know, get all those counting sets that I want, but also Mm -hmm. make their team better while they're doing it, right? So Mm -hmm. I think when you talk about Sabonis, George, Brown, Giannis, Jokic, and Tatum, Mm -hmm. They all do at least two to three things well. Yeah. And they play both sides of the floor. Yeah. So, and then when you got Curry, Lillard, Durant, Zion, and Levine manning the scoring and like offensive power along with that, oh, I think that's unmatched. So, I don't know, Max. I don't know what you, what you think about that, but uh, I think I think my team. You have a, pretty you solid. have a good team, Shreyas. You have a good team, but I think mine's <laughs> a little bit better. Now, for everybody listening, please. Let us know on social media whose team you think is better. Whether that's mm. if you follow us on TikTok, Twitter, or you want to send us an email, please do. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. And let it, again, let us know. I firmly believe that my team is the winner out of it. But again, you know, it's it's up to the uh, hypothetical thing to decide. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, it's a good team. It's a good team, Max. Shreyas, take us home. It's time for Shreyas' Fact of the Week. Yeah, so we're talking about the Fact of the Week. Now, this is a real uh, real all-star, right? So I was, I was you know, scouring the internet for, for some facts, and I found out that when Samsung was, t- uh, you know, for any phone, Samsung's obviously, and most, most phone companies will do their, you know, dur- normal durability tests, whether it can, you know, stand the pressure of, you know, breaking under pressure or bending tests, and all this like cold tests. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. Right. So specifically when we're talking about, you know, pressure and bending and breaking, mm. they're going to have facilities that, you know, test all of that. And especially for the, like, I guess some older versions of the galaxy phone. I'm, I'm assuming they, 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 the exploding ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The notes, yeah. I, I don't know if this is specifically the note, but I know that when they were testing the one of the Galaxy phones early or last decade, um, and they had their testing facility, one of the things that I thought was interesting about that, they released a video uh, a couple years back where they had a, a, a robot that was in the shape of a butt mm. with... Uh, denim jeans on it was just the, it was just the you know the ass part and it had denim jeans on and it looked like it had some sort of belt and it was apparently like 250 pounds and it would it would you know rise up and then sit right down on the phone and it would see if it broke and it would keep doing that over like you know 100 150 times just to test its durability and it, if it would bend and break under pressure i thought that was hilarious Shreyas, that sounds like, a little asinine to me. <laughs> they literally had a butt in jeans. Why didn't they just Did, have a worker do that? It was metal? A metal rump? Maybe it was just like, maybe maybe fatigue? Like the robot will never get fatigued. But the guy could get <laughs> fatigued. He'd probably be like, dude, if I want to do that, just, you know, go to, oh, go to oh. the gym. I'm not going to do that for 10 hours. Like, <laughs> like please stop making me sit on phones. <laughs> He just gets like wow. a phone imprint, like on his on his ass. Like it's just like a big Galaxy Four tattooed on his ass when he goes back <laughs> home. His wife is like, Do I... <laughs> "How was your day at work, honey?" Uh, you like, know, I'm, I'm redder than normal today. 
<laughs> hey, that's taking testing to a new level. I'm glad. You know, I'm going to take my Galaxy because, yes, I have an Android, people, and I'm going to sit on it. And it should, hopefully it doesn't break. Oh, um, <laughs> all right. Well, that was okay. Good fact of the week. All right. Well, thank you, everybody listening. If you've made it this far, you are part of the group of real troopers, uh, but we really appreciate your support. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas, and we'll see you next time. Peace.